Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I'm excited to have Melinda Schmidt with me. Hi, Melinda. Hey there. Happy afternoon. Yes, or evening, depending on which time zone you're in, right? <laughs> we are in opposite time That's zone. Right. We're always Melinda, calculating. We are. Melinda's in California, and I'm in Florida. It's pretty much as opposite as you can, you can get. Um, and for those of you who are new to Faith Conversations, Melinda and I hosted a live radio show for many, many years together. And so I love having her on the podcast. And if you didn't catch a recent episode of Faith Conversations, um, we had all of our former radio team back together again, doing a format, which we used to call Milrose Club. It was just each of us bringing a topic and discussing it. And I, you know, we just wanted to see if it was something of interest, if people would like that to continue. And I will say that the outpouring was kind of overwhelming and lovely. Great. And I brought it and well, so we were going to record one of those today, but, um, Mark, uh, had a really bad cold and, um, decided to give him the night off. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Lori said she's super busy. Yeah. So we want to honor that. Yes. And so you and I decided we would get together and record. And I thought it would be fun to read some of the emails that came in just to give a flavor of the, the response um, of people. Um, we, the question was, should we do this again? Would you like to hear this Milrose format again, have us back on the podcast again, basically? So I'll start it off. Jody emailed and said, yes, yes, yes. Please give us more. Miss that part of my day so much, which just happened to be, it was noon central time was the old live radio show. So she said, miss that part of my day so much. Thanks for the special treat. Oh, nice. And this was from Eileen, and she says, oh my, how wonderful to hear, hear all of your voices together. I've missed that so much. I loved the format of Faith Conversations. Please do it again and often. My heart hurts for all you've gone through, but I'm grateful that his grace is sustaining you guys as you journey on. Many blessings from a former Midday Connection listener, again, uh -huh. Eileen. Thanks, Eileen. Uh, Jennifer said, I totally loved it. Please do it again. I was a faithful listener to Midday Connection, and I love hearing you all again. Such encouragement and help for our spiritual growth. Much love, Jennifer. And this is from Nancy, who says, um, I just listened to the podcast, and I really enjoy your podcast regularly. Today was a very unique and great surprise with the Midday Reunion podcast. <laughs> it was a soul-connecting day for me. Mm. Oh my gosh, it warmed my soul. And I'm so excited to hear from all of you getting updated on your lives and getting into those wonderfully thoughtful and at times complex questions. I've missed all this and all of you so very much. Knowing that you don't know me, I need to say that all of you absolutely feel like kindred spirits and it feels like home in my heart. I love the format being reflective, thought provoking and inspirational. 
Thank you for your present today, Anita. You definitely get my vote to add this to your podcast schedule. Thank you, Nancy. (laughs) Uh, Marilyn said, I just finished listening to the podcast. It was great to hear about the individual journeys that each of you all are on. I hope you will do it again. I still miss Midday Connection. I enjoy the wonderful photos. Oh, that's right. That you've been posting on Facebook and Instagram. Beauty refreshes the soul. I I post, I tend to post flowers and birds on Instagram and double them on on Facebook. I, I just enjoy it. I have something I've kind of come to love doing. You know, Dave, my husband's always like, what does she take these with? They're so perfect. And he's iPhone. I know he is. He tried, bless his heart. He tried to teach me to how to edit. And I just, I think it doesn't interest me. Like some people love that intricate. So if the picture's not good or I don't like it, I just, I don't post it. I just take it and Okay. So we're all wondering which iPhone do you have? I have the iPhone 12, but not the 12 plus I have just their regular camera, which is good. It's not that extra special extra lens. They put on the pluses or whatever they call it. Follow Anita on Instagram. You'll see it. What's your (laughs) handle on Instagram? Yeah. I think it's just my name. It's either a Lustria or Anita Lustria, something like that. Yeah. Find it. If you type in what it is, I just, yeah, I, I kind of don't either. I should, probably should. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, okay. And um, here's another one uh, we got from Denise. Anita, you have no idea how good it did to hear these familiar voices again on the Milrose Club podcast. As I started my car to run errands this afternoon, the podcast, which I had only partially listened to, began playing. After the last two years of pandemic and loneliness, it felt like I was listening to old friends. You ended by saying that if we wanted to hear more of these podcasts to email you, yes, please. And again, from Denise, that really hits me after the last two years of pandemic and loneliness, it felt like I was listening to old friends. Oh my gosh. That's a tearjerker. I know. And I get it. I totally get it. Yes. Um, that meant a lot. And then I, I, you know, I, I forgot, I asked for emails to come in that, and, uh, many did, but there were. I don't know, 45 or more comments, various places on Facebook. So, so that was lovely as well. I'd forgotten that I happened upon that in my feed. Um, So lots of people said yes. And so we listened, we are going to do more uh, podcasts with the midday team and, and you'll be hearing more too from Melinda, which I'm excited about too. And I just looked you up on Instagram. It's a Lustria. Thank you. I yeah, did not that's know who you are. All right. Your last, your last photos were the, the geese family. I know it. I've not posted. I've not been out walking or in Selby gardens or wherever lately. So I've got to get going on that. Our pictures are gorgeous. Thanks for Thanks. sharing those, helping yeah. us to ground to nature. Yay. Yes. Amen. That's right. And we need it. Okay. Well, we thought we would talk today about um, some things you and I had kind of been batting around. Um, I, I just kind of nagged Mike a little bit the other day and I said, you need to, to be on Instagram. And I go, yes, you can maybe waste time, but, uh, there are some people that are really worth following, um, on Instagram. And one of those for me is Rich Viotis. Uh, he's the pal. You remember Pete Scazzaro? He, I've, we yes. talked to him on Midday Connection. I've talked to him here on Faith Conversations. His latest 
book I just loved, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Well, Pete, what a wise man. Number one, he's emotionally healthy, and he knew when it was time to step aside and to bring uh, a new younger voice on board there at New Life um, in New York at New Life Church. And Rich Viotis is the senior pastor there now. And I love following him on Instagram. So I found something of his on Instagram and sent it to you. Of course, yeah. now I'm looking up Rich Viotis. Oh, here he is, because I look at his stuff so often. Thank and you. Didn't you have him on? Um, I, I, yes, I did. Yeah. He wrote The Deeply Formed Life, which is also an excellent book. And he's in the process of um, releasing, finishing up um, a new book called Good and Beautiful and Kind. Hmm. Which I like the title of that a lot, especially for today. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Especially for today. But I, I forwarded you one of his posts that said, "Before the water turned into wine, someone had to do the ordinary, tiresome task of filling the water pots." I want. Why don't you read the rest of it? Well, uh, we want the new wine to just appear. But Jesus calls us to fill the jars first. In short, God often wants us to participate in our own transformation. And, and you sent this to me. And of course, this is out of John 2, where Jesus does the miracle, his first, of changing the water to wine. And you, you had said, you know, this reminded me of the journey you and Dave have been on as you transitioned to California and actually, it hasn't been so much about changing addresses as it has been about personal and spiritual transformation. Did not see that coming. <laughs> yes. And, but, uh, yeah. I was just going to say, and I could say the same thing about our move to Sarasota. Just thought, we're just making a move. I mean, not that a move's not big. We know that's big. It's, it's on one of those... Um, on those lists of the top 10 stressors, it's up near the top, but I didn't expect similar to you. I didn't expect uh, spiritual transformation to be, to take place with the move. Yeah. So this was so good about us. Um, a couple things. One is participating in our own transfer transformation. But the other part that caught me was how we race through these stories in the old Testament and the new Testament and we don't kind of preach to ourselves and flesh out the context so that we draw more from what is presented to us. And it's like, you know, well, I, I could read this briefly. I'll read the first part out of John 2. Here's a story. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also gotten a wedding invitation, and they were there. And when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they don't have any more wine. And that was a big deal back then, as far as hospitality goes. And Jesus replied, dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. So nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, and each held 20 to 30 gallons. And so then Jesus began to direct the servants and he said, fill them up with water and they filled them up to the brim. And he said, now draw some out and take it to the master. And he tasted it and they said it was the best wine ever. Kaboom. So there you have, wow. <laughs> there you have Jesus first miracle, but 
you know, as I got thinking about this and, you know, I just, I thought your, your point was so well taken about um, our own transformation. Again, Rich, Rich said before the water turned into wine, he wrote, someone had to do the ordinary tiresome task of filling the water pots. And we want the new wine to just appear. But Jesus calls us to fill the jars first. In short, God often wants us to participate in our own transformation. And I thought, yeah, and it takes patience. And I just was reminded, you know, we think, again, Mary got the idea, got the miracle going, then kaboom, it happened. No, there was discussion. Mm -hmm. There was doubt, much like our journey of transformation, right? Yes. Incredulity. You know, maybe Mary needed to keep fussing and telling the people, come on, just do what he says, do what he says. There was a nudging there behind the scenes. Uh, There was behind the scenes activity while Jesus was engaged elsewhere. He was off doing his thing. You know, Jerry Root, um, the C.S. Lewis scholar from formerly Wheaton grad school, says the story, he says the story is being written somewhere else. Yes. And Jesus was off doing his thing, but in the back room, People were whispering voices. Finally, someone decided out of desperation, all right, let's do what he says. Let's fill a jar and see what happens. So I just got thinking about how time, context, engagement with others, decisions being made, great courage of a mother, a woman pressing in and saying, let's get this going here and and seeing a need. I mean, there's so much you could drill into about the, the context of this story. And I think another point that, that came to me as you were talking about it is how we co-write our stories with God. Hmm. It's not, it's not God writing the story that we, oh, we find, we find the ride to get on and just go, oh no, it's, it's a collaboration. I don't know that I was taught that, but yes, a lot involved. Yeah. Well, I think in some ways we were taught, like, say this verse or go to a Bible study. It's works. It's do things. Yes. Rather than being mm-hmm. in life. And like you're saying, it's putting that together and working with Jesus. And, um, you know, Jesus, he changed his mind when this woman spoke to him. There are so many topics, I think, in these short verses that we could sit with, like, the role of the woman in this story, the role of the mother. Yes. You know, the, the people who are in the back room fussing, you know, how often in transformation are we talking with whoever and why is it this and why they, and we're also in a process uh, before we say, okay, go get the water. Let's try it. Yeah. Finally, yeah. we listen, but it takes a while. So Sometimes I just, well, assume- yeah, I, the manual labor part. It's like, oh, there's some manual labor involved in our transformation. Mm-hmm. Some, he- some heavy lifting that is not just God's part. Right. Our part. Right. We have to make a decision and often we have to get desperate. And so here's another thing to think about. Maybe the wedding guests were complaining. <laughs> so there was humiliation involved. Mm-hmm. There's another topic. If that's we stop to think that- about it. Maybe there's complaining, you know, if the caterer runs out of food, what do we do? So how often is desperation a catalyst for transformation? Yeah. Often. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And 
I think Jesus being open to changing history. He had it in his mind. It will happen like this, but you know, she kept pestering him yeah. and he finally said, okay, then let's do this. You know, I think we often think of God as one and done. And this is what he says. That's it. No, obviously we are able to interact in a relationship. Oh yeah. And, and change, and we are, we are, we can interact and bug God and he may change his mind. I mean, we see, I mean, Jesus had his mind made up that no, it was not time for him to begin his earthly ministry, really. Right, right. He changed his mind in this story. I don't hear that talked about a lot. No. And here he'd waited, we think, like 30 years. And, you know, maybe he was hesitant. And do we ever think about that, about the humanity of Jesus? Maybe he was, because he knew once he started this, this was going to be a deal. Yeah. The train is not stopping once he starts it. That's right. The train has left the station. Yeah. So maybe he was hesitant and maybe mom said, no, I had an angel visit me. You have to flourish. You have a call on your life. 30 was kind of old back then. Let's get this going. Let's get yeah. this going. Think of how old she was when she gave birth to him. 30 yeah. was old because she was a teenager, you know, as right. we read history. So, yeah. So, you know, the place of a mom in a story of knowing intuitively things, of nourishing our child to flourish. That, that whole thing is really interesting to me, what you just said. Um, mom is saying, let's get this thing going. She didn't know, doesn't know how this is going to end. She doesn't know this is going to end in her son's death right. on the cross. Right. Jesus, maybe he, maybe he had kind of dragged his feet a little bit because he knew how this was going to end. That's really interesting. I've never thought about that. And she's like, we've got to get this going. I know there are big things that you are a part of and to be a part of, et cetera, not the specifics. Exactly. What was, what was going on in Jesus' mind? Was he praying? Was he saying, oh dear God, help me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give me the strength here Mm -hmm. to, to move forward into this. But I think what struck me, Anita, is that we zip through scripture and we don't always take time to get behind the story and say, now I know that you do a lot of Lexio Divina practices with your church. You lead them on Zoom. But um, thinking a little deeper, you know, the mother was there. That also reminds us that Joseph maybe wasn't there. How did, you know, and so now you're thinking about Jesus' home of origin. Mm-hmm. You know, verse by verse, you can start kind of thinking this through Jesus had already chosen disciples, but hadn't done a first miracle yet. What was the context like? What was the fussing about? What was the back room like? How does this maybe parallel our own transformation? So what are we missing? Yes. And I love that you're talking about how we read. We have so often or I have so often read uh, scripture in my past for, to gain knowledge, but not really to dig into the story. Just, I've just read it kind of as flat on a words on a page, just, you know, I want to, I want to read through two chapters today. Oh, what did I read? Oh, I'm not sure. I I got through those two chapters, but what, yes, but looking deeper and I, and I'm glad you mentioned Lexi. I'm such 
a fan of reading this small section. And so I, I love that you read that also from scripture, um, because really the, the practice of Lexio, you read the passage and you don't know or aren't supposed to think about what came before it and what came after it. What does just this, what do these few verses say to you? What is God inviting? It's always about the invitation. What is God's invitation to you today through this passage? Yeah. What sticks out to you? What's mm -hmm. grabbing? You? What shimmers? What's, yeah. Yep. And why do we think it always has to be something spiritual or, you know, maybe it's just a little hint of something or a part of a bit of a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think some of us have had to take a break from the Bible, honestly, too. Yes. You know, there's just been too much verse by verse, whatever, teach, 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 brain, brain, brain. And I think if, if someone listening today is wanting to dabble into the Bible again, it might be interesting to think about reading it through the lens of this year, 2022. Mm -hmm. What is the story here? You mm -hmm. know, what, even in the old Testament, what's, what's the gory stuff? What's the kooky stuff? What's the messy stuff? I, I, I'm pretty sure it would relate to something we would read today. These days. I yeah. think you are correct. I've been thinking, I shouldn't say this out loud. I'm going to say it, but I just literally today been thinking because I lead a Lexio group once a week at church. And I thought, you know, I could, I could just record that, put some music under it and record it. I would love to just a straight up Lexio practice to listen to it mm -hmm. and a short, a short version version. So anyway, something I'm thinking about for a little added bonus for the podcast, maybe that'd be interesting. Yes. I'm speechless because perhaps we may have discussed this in the past. So I don't know whether to bonk you over the head or be happy. Yeah. Perhaps maybe I have renewed energy or something, but yeah, I, exactly. I, exactly. It comes when it comes, but yeah, right. no, I think that that's an interesting idea because, um, not all, not everybody understands Lexio Divina and it would be, Oh, with music, I think that'd be lovely if you led through, you know, if you decide to do it just again, a tool to help us to get back to this Bible and God's word, which may have become a little bit uh, wearisome yes. or because of our spiritual path, we've lost some faith mm -hmm. or whatever, but how can we read it for today and how can it become interesting and to not be afraid of the hard questions either? Yes. Because especially over the last couple of years, who's not asking hard questions <laughs> right. about health, race? <laughs> abuse, you know, powering up and all the rest it's in here. Add loneliness in there with COVID oh. and all that, you know, there's so many topics that yeah. we can add in that people are asking about. And, um, I think of burnout for pastors and others, you know, there's just, there's so many things and, and the relevance is there, but it may not be how we've read it in the past. I've recently read through the book of Jonah. I just remembered this. Wow. Do you know I counted at least four references to suicide in that book? Really? Oh, who talks okay. about that? Oh, no. Yeah, no, not because in the Bible. They talk ex extra biblically, but what interesting. Here's, here's Jonah saying, throw me overboard. So here's how we're taught, you know, as kids. And so Jonah says, just toss me overboard. And so you got to toss overboard and then a whale, pick them up. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on a sec. 
who you live near the ocean. I do too. Who's going to go out in a boat and say, throw me, throw over. me overboard. No. That man knew he was going <laughs> to kill. Right. Well, it's told like a children's fairy tale. That's not what this is. This is. Thank you. And he knew if he was a man overboard, he, so who, who is the person that, that thinks about those things? He was despairing. He yes. already was trying to get away from God's call in his life. He was mm-hmm. depressed. He didn't care anymore. Anybody yes. feel like that these days? <laughs> and several other times he says in the book of Jonah, just let me die. That's a guy who's had it. Wow. End of his rope. He's sick of his circumstances and he's mad at God. Anybody relate to that? Mm. You know, and of course we would say anybody who is relating at that deep level of taking one's life, get help. Yes. Right. Get help. But, um, just as you know, again, how are we reading scripture? We race through this without paying attention. Also, he was very, I thought of this recently, Anita, he was very angry that the person that Nineveh, not the person that the city turned around. I I know. Okay. Has anybody ever thought of any perhaps political leader recently who you've (laughs) prayed for who might turn around? How would you feel about that? Could you accept that? Mm -hmm. And I looked at, he was mad that Nineveh said, okay, we'll repent. If you don't know that story, go, go read it in the old Testament, Jonah. But you know, these are things we're relating to today. Depression, despair, meaning, um, anger. I'll tell you what I'm sitting here thinking. Pastor Melinda. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm sitting here thinking. That's great. I'll come to your church. (laughs) Okay. You do Lexio Divina with music and I'll do a little sermon. That's good. Oh, I, I love this. And I think, you know, because I, it it, through, um, being a spiritual director, I talked to, um, clients and I can't tell you, uh, I I was going to say this back when you talked about how many people are tired of the Bible, can't read the Bible anymore. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to through the years that, are kind of at the end of that because of the way it had been taught to them and not really as a spiritual practice and not how to engage yes. with scripture, not everything yeah. that you said. And so I love this conversation today and the possibility of maybe helping someone engage once again with scripture in a new and fresh way. Well, I'm trying to do it too. So I'm with, yeah. I'm with anybody who Ditto. feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. Ah, well, this was wonderful to connect and um, to let folks know, yep, there will be more of that Milrose Club format with questions and discussion, but we thought we would do just a little, um, what, what what did we do today? Bible teaching. (laughs) Little Bible (laughs) teaching, little discussion, little, yeah. And and I hope you've appreciated it and enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope so that, that there, yeah, I'd be interested to hear from people who are reading it differently yes, and finding it relevant to their, to their situation, you know, and, and, and what this has been like for you. And so you can give that email. Yeah. Email. I would, would love to hear from you producer at anitalustria.com, how you're reading scripture these days. Um, I'd like to know too, if you'd be interested in a Lexio Divina podcast once a week, um, any of the above, just would, would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. 
Melinda, it was so good to be, be with you again today. And uh, before we wrap things up, I don't want to forget that you've put together a, a document for people to download that has to do with uh, what we talked about today. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I did. You know, we talked about Jesus' first miraculous sign in John 2, 1 through 11, when the water was changed to wine. And we talked about how often when we read scripture, we just breeze through it like these huge miraculous stories and lots of human tension. And we don't pick up on it because we're like, boom, 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 11 verses. And what can we learn from this? And, and what we talked about today is how paying closer attention and being mindful as we read scripture can actually um, give us some more information or insight or prompts for uh, our own lives engaging with scripture, or again, for our own humanness. Uh, so I put together some questions for this chapter and um, people can download it, see what you think. Just asked like, can you relate to Mary in any way? What was it like for Jesus and disciples to yes. go to a wedding? You know, <laughs> men don't actually like usually going to weddings. And what was it like for the yeah. servants to be told to do this crazy thing of take these taking these big wash basins and fill them with 20 gallons of water. So, you know, I think sometimes we, we think, oh yeah, did this, did this, did this, kaboom, it's done. Now there's a lot more we can dig around in. Well, see what you think. Go ahead and download it and see if, it, uh, if it's helpful. And just to let folks know, it'll be available in the show notes and you can also download it from the website um, as well, um, anitalustria.com. So you can find it either place. And a heads up, uh, once a week on Wednesdays coming up soon is going to be a spiritual practice, Lexio Divina. And I'm I think, so excited. <laughs> well, I wanted to let folks know because I think your and my conversation here today was this wonderful reminder of the power and, and, um, uh, and how interesting scripture is when we look beneath the surface when we get it off of the flat be. page, it can be. And Lexio Divina is one of those practices that, that can take us uh, there. So, yeah. And especially if scripture has been hard for you to get into, yes. Yes. There, there are new ways to try again and tap into um, maybe some of your own spiritual history. And um, yeah, so I think that it's hopeful. I know it has been for me and I'm on that journey myself, but I'm so excited about your Lexio Divina once a week. Well, thank you. I wanted to just give people a heads up. That'll be on Wednesdays and uh, you can let me know what you think and feel free to email any questions to Melinda or I just uh, email producer at anitalustria.com. So Melinda, thank you so much. Great to have you. Great to be here. And to everyone else, keep the conversation going.